0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Today's episode is 307, and I'm super excited to be sharing just uh, the airwaves with my co-host. It's just going to be the two of us, and we've decided to talk about a couple things. Now, we're going to save the second topic as a surprise, but the first topic, um, my fearless uh, co-leader here, my co-entertainer, my co a uh, real estate digital marketing geek has uh, asked that we discuss Picasso. Um, I'm going to let him introduce what Picasso is and talk about that a little bit, but I'm excited to have the conversation. I already knew who they were. I'm excited to get into it with him and talk about uh, this idea. And I have a, a, a spin on this whole concept. I want to talk about how these guys got buzzed around their idea. All right, so without any further ado, this is Jonathan Dinwood. For those of you who do not know him, and you should, he is the founder of MailRite. He is actually a many-time entrepreneur. This is not his first go-round. He's in the process of seeking for and achieving a really cool product aimed at uh, a part of the marketplace that people don't usually aim at, um, and I'm really, really excited for the direction that he's going. So, John, with no further ado, go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Oh, thanks, Robert. Thanks for that great intro. Like I say, I'm the founder and CEO of MailRight. We build websites for agents that agents own; they don't lease. Plus, we offer a suite of digital marketing tools and services that get you in front of your possible quality leads. Um, like. Like um, Rob said, um, we're looking at Picasso. Um, They they have become the fastest growing company in America over the past year. They were founded by two former executives of Zillow and it's a really interesting product, extremely controversial product And I'm sure we're going to have a great chat. Back over to you, Robert.
0: My name is Robert Newman. For those of you who do not know who I am, and I'd be surprised if you didn't, but if you don't, I'm a a long-term veteran of the real estate marketing industry. I've been around so long. I've been around since the last market slowdown. And uh, I've always focused on SEO, search engine optimization, inbound marketing, which is not I've been a lone voice in the woods For the entirety of my career, there really aren't that many people that are credible that will talk to real estate agents about long-term strategies. Everybody always wants to talk to you about short, but that's not what we're going to talk about today. What we're going to talk about is Picasso. We're going to talk about this idea of taking second market homes, high value homes, breaking them into pieces and letting people as a group invest into these homes. If I'm not mistaken, John, that's the core concept around Picasso. Is that
1: correct? Yeah, it's called fractional ownership. That is the term that they that they utilise. Um, like I say, the two founders were um, executives at Zillow, superb marketers as well. Um, it's Spencer Raskoff. Um, um, he's the CEO and joint founder, and the name of the other individual that found it escapes me. Um, But like I say, it's an extremely controversial company and idea which has stirred, and to say stirred, the opposition of a lot of people in the areas where they've been buying properties would
0: be a slight understatement, Robert. So I think you've done a little bit more research than I have on what's happening in the, in the environments in which they're buying properties. I actually knew about Picasso before you said, Hey, take a look at Picasso. I've been, I actually looked at Picasso as an investor. Strangely. Did, you? Did you? Yes. yes. And um, they're now not alone. Some people are copying their idea, but what I haven't been tracking is the feelings of these people that might be owning homes in the same area. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about that,
1: John? Well, I think the, before that, I think I need to explain and see if you agree what the basic business model is and why I felt it would be interesting for our audience, which are mostly real estate agents, some brokers, and some other people that are linked to the real estate industry, which are our audience, Robert. Fundamentally, Picasso, like I say, um, they, they look for a group of investors to buy a property. Um, there's absolutely nothing new about what they are doing. They just It's just the integration and the, the web app and doing this all in a kind of integrated process. But the fundamentals are this. Um, They find a group of investors, up uh, 12 of them. Um, They should be, um, you find the other investors, um, so they can be friends, family, whatever, and you buy one twelfth of a house, of of a property. Um, They tend to, their marketing spin and the way they position themselves they are looking to buy luxury properties in highly valued areas like Lake Tao and the wine country of Samoa um, and other high-class areas where there's a dominance of secondary home ownership. So you buy one-twelfth um, of this property. The properties bought by a limited liability company, which you own one-twelfth of. Picasso get a 12% um, fee on the price when the house is sold um, to the limited liability company. They get 12%. I think I'm boring, Robert. He's always, he's already nodding off. Uh, no, um, no, so, no, no, I'm just tired. I'm
0: just tired. Yeah, I, I, I had to tell, wake up I
1: early. Tell. For, I had to wake up at an unhuman time. I had to wake up at 8 o'clock in the morning to take Oh, home my home. God, fathers. Uh, um, so I don't know how he's coping. And uh, um, so, um, so you buy 112 through a limited liability company. They get 12% of the cost of buying the home. Um, and then they manage the property for you. They make sure it's cleaned, um, the maintenance is done on the property. That's on an ongoing monthly fee or a yearly fee. Um, I think they give choices. Um, and basically um, you own the house. you can be you can utilize that property for 42 days of the year full with uh, a fourteen day period, one period, but it's up to forty day, forty two days in total for the year. Um, you can also decide to sell the property, um, or the twelve um, individuals that own the limited liability company can choose to sell the property at any time through that through. Agreement. I don't know the Pacifics if it needs all twelve investors or it just needs a, a majority to make that decision. I, I I do not know that, but that is the fundamental um, their fundamental crux of the business and their business plan, Robert. Huh. So, what do you think? So,
0: oh, you know, it's funny, John. Is that I already said, I can't remember if we're on error or off air, but I already told you, hey, I, I was looking into this as an investor. And then you you said, oh really, but I can tell you already that in whatever research that you did, you know, you know more about it than than I know. As a guy that was thinking of doing it, all, I, I don't remember all the details. I think I remember. I'm something a quick about, learner.
1: You probably every. I think you observed that I'm a quick learner. Have you? Yeah. So
0: I I I, I looked at this thing and I think I decided uh, whatever the calendar division was, I'm like this sounds complicated. Fuck it. But um, well, it
1: isn't I, actually. When you get to the nitty gritty of it, it, says twelve people own a house through a limited liability company.
0: Right. But you've got to share
1: calendars. Right, you gotta get in the. Okay, well, they supply on. all that. They supply. Right. So you know they supply all oh. that functionality through their website and through their app.
0: Okay. Well, I've dated more than one woman at once before, and I can tell you for sure that sharing calendars sounds like a nightmare. So it sounds simple, like so many other things about business do, but I I feel like it, like let's say Lake Tahoe. Have you been? Well, I live. Forty minutes away from it, Robert. So, so, so yes, yes, you've been. Yeah. When do you go though? You live. You just. You just said you live fourteen minutes away from it. Forty. When do you, yeah. Forty. When? When do you visit? Um, I visit in the summer and in the winter
1: because I I'm a, a big skier. Why do you think I live here, Robert?
0: <laughs> so you're a big skier, and I think therein is the problem with these fractures. Each person gets 42 days that spread over 42 months on what is absolutely positively going to be a second market home. So you have to hope that those people that are getting those 42 days don't all want the same 42 days, which of course they will. Um, I don't see it as quite the
1: problem because you get some people that are not skiers, some people, you know, somewhere like Lake Tahoe is actually more busier during the summer I do okay. go up there, but I actually wouldn't want to stay there. Obviously, Christmas, New Year, um, the upcoming Labour holiday weekend that they are. But that, is that not the same if you are booking a hotel room? Or um, It's certainly a better solution than Timeshare, mm-hmm. which is to say is a scammy mm-hmm industry with a terrible reputation would be a slightly understatement, would it not? Um, the real conscious, you know, I do take your point of view, but I, you know, um, I I think, what can I say about it? I, I don't actually see it as quite such a problem. I think some of the problem has been the response of people in communities in the wine area where Picasso, that was the first area where they started because the two founders are um, Silicon Valley, San Francisco, Digiarty. They live in that area and they mix with those people of the VC and they are totally VC backed. Um, And they are true, the two founders are true Digiarty, as I call it. Uh, um, so they actually knew the wine area, and that's where they started. And this is where they started is where they've got the most um, pushback um, <sighs> to say that they have put their fist into the centre of a hornet's nest and then just rumbled around. Would it be a slight understatement, Robert. So, so I don't, you, I
0: don't know what this buzz is. What are you talking about? Like, so okay, I hear you. They're causing problems in communities. What what's the big deal? They're buying, they're buying homes. Who cares?
1: Um, the people in those communities don't feel that way. They feel that these people are gonna price any any normal people out of their communities totally. Um, they feel that they are gonna um cause these areas to become empty zones where for the bulk of the time, nobody's actually going to be living there. They they have a host of complaints. Um, in the show notes, I am going to place a um, link to one of their websites. I'm just going to put it into chat for Robert to have a quick look at so he can get a gauge on the kind of fins and resentments that have been generated by this company. Um, so um, it is quite fascinating. I think we need to go for break, Robert. Uh, I th- okay. I think that we're going to take up the whole episode on this particular subject, because it's amazing how almost 15 minutes can go, isn't it?
0: <laughs> Very much so. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in to John and I. We really appreciate it. Today we're talking about Picasso, and I guess we're talking about really like some bigger concepts that relate to second home markets. So for those of you who are just really engaged with the concept of what's going on in second home markets, I think that maybe uh, we've got some interesting things to get your wheels turned. We'll be right back uh, after no messages. Thank you. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the Mail Right Podcast. Today's episode number is 307. I'm sitting with my co-host and we're discussing uh, Picasso. But What we had discussed is that John is very intimately aware of, well, yeah, John has educated himself quickly on this company and their offering, much more so than I have. I had heard some interesting things about them starting the company, and now he's just shared with me a link that is connecting to a website where uh, there is actually some big signs and apparently some protests um, uh, for what is effectively people protesting Picasso, literally, um, and that they're saying that it's affecting natively, in just based on these signs that I'm looking at. I, I don't, well, I, their, main,
1: their main um, beef with Picasso, and Picasso have leaned on local authorities is that in many areas they they are stirring up some a festering soul that was already there, Robert, because these communities had a problem with BNB anyway, with people renting out on temporary lets um, because of parties, nuisance, other things that had annoyed the community. Then Picasso, so they had already approached their um, local authorities and they had put in place um local um restrictions on people's ability to temporarily rent out their housing to BNB. Uh BNB, um and then Picasso comes on the scene and then Picasso argues that these restrictions that have been put in place in areas like the wine country and even Lake Tao don't apply to them because they are, they are not in the temporary let uh, arena were these locals and other people in these areas strongly disagree with that position Robert <laughs>
0: I I I have very very fast read this while you were while you were talking, and so there's a site that John linked to me. It says "Stop Picasso Now," and it's an advocacy site. It's got links to places that people can go to stop Picasso. And here's what its basic points are. So let's let's just cover them. Saying that Picasso is a bully because it's been litigious and uh, Saint Helena. Told, decided that Picasso was a timeshare. Told them that they had to stop buying homes. And Picasso sued them. Uh, Picasso is bad for neighborhoods because it's depriving cities of occupancy tax, and um, and uh, and essentially, and I think this is probably the heart of the complaint. It would be the heart of the complaint for me, even if I get the, get this wrong. If I interpret this wrong, I want everybody listening to the show to understand that my position more closely aligns with this than these previous two points, which is this is a big startup uh, founded by people that are deeply immersed in the venture capital world of of like Zillow. So they've been given a lot, they have a lot of money. That's what it comes down to, to throw at this idea. I think that the idea, the concept, the core of it is solid. I think that with most ideas – they're probably gonna take it too far because do you, know, here, do you know what my point is, John? When you get great amounts of capital, and I mean something more than you and I could ever dream of for our little agencies, you have to have a way to spend that. If I hand you $50 million, your job is to take that 50 million and turn it into 50 or 500 million. These are numbers that are impossibly big for your average business. So what do they have to do, in my opinion? I don't know Picasso all that well. I know the guys have founded it. I've done some research on them. I know who they are. I think that they now have to, like, they're getting sued by St. Helena, and they fire back. Well, you know what? St. Helena is a small community. Maybe only has ten or 12,000 residents total in it, which probably means it has two or 3,000 homes. Theoretically, you look at that inventory, maybe they can only get 100 or 200 homes. And for them and where they're at, they're like, oh, these one or 200 homes in San Alina's are not occupied. That's a big problem. I don't disagree with them. But if you look nationwide at every single luxury community that there is and say how many of these homes are unattended as they claim in their actual foundational papers, that's what Picasso is based on how many of these homes are really unoccupied for long periods of time i'm going to say the percentage has got to be 10 or 20% well so
1: my position my position on this is a bit like yours but it's even more my position is even more confused because there's parts of me that understand some of the complaints from locals because i think their main complaint is that they've already got a problem with lack of with second home oc- occupation or ownership affecting areas. You see it in the Lake Lake Tahoe area, where during the week areas are virtually deserted, and in weekends they become just glorified party zones, right? But then there's part of me that says, for God's sake, this is America. You know, as long as you're doing something legal, which I think Picasso is a totally legal company, is controversial, but they're not engaged in any shape or form in anything that is iffy or uh, morally. um, I I think to myself, these people are NIMBYs, not in my back garden people. They, They just living in a cloud. Picasso's got every right to buy a house. For God's sake, this is America. Uh, um, So I'm totally torn between those two rocks, Robert.
0: Um, I think it's a great idea. And if it was done by some scrappy entrepreneurs that weren't these two guys, I would be excited about it. But uh, these two guys left their huge corporate jobs at companies that are already doing, I, I just don't think that they're doing the most conscientious business that exists inside real estate, like Zillow. And, and I could be wrong. You know, there is a statistic that I read recently because we talk oftentimes about the guy that is, is currently running Zillow and he used to run TripAdvisor or whatever the site was. He used to run Travelocity. That was it. Well, I've read a statistic recently that says while in the first three or four years that he redesigned the travel industry, the numbers dropped by like 50% in terms of independent travel agents. And now apparently that number has backed bounced back considerably and there's now almost as many independent travel agents as there well, ever because were. They
1: adapt, because they adapted. Sorry to interrupt, Robert. But because they adapted. Because yeah. the kind of independent travel agent you have now is a much more different animal than the ones were when they when he entered the market. They they are more about um, designing for kind of custom experiences for their clients. You know, building instead of just um, selling a package um, off the shelf, they customise their experience. So and there's there's much more of a demand for that ex, that helping hand that can advise and build a, a custom experience for the client.
0: Um, right. So um, which is which is an advance in travel services. So I'm going to say that that like many free thinkers, this guy he's probably the revolutionizing the real estate industry, and I appreciate that. What I have never appreciated and I never will appreciate and I'm not appreciating about Picasso is that every single time you get enough money involved with somebody or guys that are savvy enough, they do kind of slap everybody around until these people kind of come along with their vision. I wasn't a big fan of Microsoft when it was in the business, in the the middle of interrupting and redesigning and creating the software industry. Is this to say that they were bad? No. It's It's just I look at a really big guy that is a bully, and my, my personality is such to kick that person in the nuts. That's just who I am. That's yeah, I who I am most, as
1: a human being. I think most of us, but just that um, we've got another uh, three to four minutes before we got to wrap this up, Robert, is the other thing that why I wanted to bring this story up, obviously, it affects specific high-class areas, and I think for a real estate right. ec- expert who's... Um, got one of these homes as uh, one of these clients to sell. They, they've, you know, they've got to be aware of what Picasso is about and that. But the other factor is, as as, uh, as we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago, and with our guests last week, um, they we touched on this last week. Um, is that Zillow and Redfin? They are planning to effectively follow the Picasso model that they that that this is what they are planning robert i i'm ninety five percent sure on that, but to the wider market, but this is the model that Zillow and Redfin are going to pursue Robert
0: yeah. So and then and I in a way the
1: the bit that they won't do is the ownership, the limited liability company, and the fractional ownership. That that is not what they're going to be doing. But what they are going to be doing is the wholesaling, the the other parts of the Picasso platform. This is I'm pretty sure this is what they're planning, Robert.
0: Right, and so. Here's, here's what I want to talk about. I'm gonna take five minutes. All right. I I wanna take five minutes because here's what I here's what I think that, that we haven't talked about. Picasso is being operated by two guys that are brilliant, as is Robert Redmond and many other people that are in the digital space that have these rapidly growing companies. And you know where they're brilliant? They they take a lot of time to be digitally savvy whereas others don't right when they start their operation and what do I mean by that I mean that they take the time to meet with bloggers and they do press releases that are digitally focused and they make sure that the spin the buzz on Facebook and other places where content is getting shared and shared a lot they make sure the buzz is exciting interesting awesome they've also made sure that there are shareable posts on their own website. Every single one, it reads like a press release. Like I've read through five since we've been we've been in the middle of this conversation and they designed them in 300 word snippets that all read like press releases. So that if anybody's sharing content off the Picasso website, which is not heavy on content, it's not what I do, they've just got this thing focused so that you're not going to get a lot of deep information about the company, but you are going to get great press pieces every time somebody shares anything off any page on the Picasso website. This is by two guys that are really experienced with the way that the digital work world works today. Right now, they're not doing thin content. They're doing strictly social and promotional content on their site. Understanding that as buzz grows, whether it's negative or positive, if people are going to come to this site and share their pages. They're getting they're very clever about it,
1: but this is a this is a, already a 1 billion valued company. This, like I say, this is the fastest growing company in North America, Robert. It
0: doesn't, doesn't surprise me, I don't know how they got that rapid evaluation, but it doesn't surprise me that they did at all. Like you say, you say that this is the, you know, this is what happens. It doesn't surprise me. And Picasso, the website is already getting 6,000 people to it. It's domain name is less than a year old. It's got, you know, it's it's obvious that this is a rapidly growing um, enterprise. And you know what? We, you and I don't, what we don't know is I've heard rumors that they've had 50, 60, $70 million in direct advertising budget. I haven't, I don't, I can't prove that, but if that's what. I would, I would be surprised. So, so that means that you and I, and every single other person that searched for anything related to homes on Facebook, Instagram, any of those certain, we've all come across Picasso. They probably have a number of major ad agencies handling their budgets, their, number one with how, like they're number six for how the timeshares work on their blog. So needless to say, even though people are saying Picasso, it's interesting because C- Picasso is saying they're not a timeshare yet. They have a blog post on their website that is aimed at that keyword. Well, which, which...
1: my response to that it is, and it isn't, it isn't, it is times sh- amongst the 12 peoples, but Some of its other practices and some other aspects of the business model aren't timeshare because traditionally timeshare, you don't own the underlying asset; you are just buying a a section of time, and then opens out all the other problems around timeshare. So you are still sharing. The property with 12 other people but you also have ownership to a certain level but in the mechanic the way it affects communities yes it is timeshare and that's why a lot of communities are up in arms about it Robert
0: which makes sense well, um, I think that we've discussed this topic with a great deal of thoroughness at the at a minimum. I don't know that anybody has has learned too much about this. Uh, what I would suggest to all of you is go to Picasso or or go to Stop Picasso Now. Either one, and then see what oh, the pros and cons are. All the
1: links, and there was a, a really um, large uh, piece in the NPR.org website. They did an a, a investigation into it um, and they got their opinion, which was a bit negative towards Picasso. And I'll make sure that all the links are in the show notes, Robert.
0: Um, well lovely. Well, listen, ladies and gentlemen, um, we really appreciate your patronage. You've probably been listening to us on whatever your favorite podcasting tool is. For many of you, that's going to be iTunes. If you go into iTunes, the actual service, you'll see that there is a place to leave us reviews. We can always use more on iTunes. Uh, We had some when we originally started the show many years ago, and we haven't had any more recently. (laughs) It's amazing, isn't it? Um, yeah, and uh, we would love to get a few if any of you can figure out how to leave them because I had a little bit of a hard time. Um, in the meantime, John works really hard on these shows, so if you can go to the mail-right.com website and drop him a comment and uh, anything you want about the shows about uh, starting uh, your real estate career.
1: Yeah, I think the main. I think the main thing is go to the uh, mail right. A facebook page and leave us some comments and some suggestions of guests or topics that you want to hear during this show we love we love to provide content that our listeners and viewers want us to interview or discuss and um i think that's the main thing and also tell your colleagues about the show the show audience has really grown over the past six or seven months We've become regular top spots in iTunes. If you do real estate agents, um, the audience has substantially grown and we we think we offer really great insights and um, just tell your other colleagues to come and listen and, and join us.
0: So uh, on that note, one, one thing which I've never done before and I probably will never do again, but uh, we managed to get a top content marketer. When, that, when I say the top, I'm just going to say the top number one content marketer that has ever existed inside the real estate space that I know about is uh, going to be a guest on our show. We're pulling him out of retirement. So stay tuned for our lineup in September. I'm not going to you, tell you which show he's going to be on. You're going to have to listen to all the shows in September to find him. Um, but he is coming, and I'm extremely, extremely excited about it and gratified that uh, that I connected with him and that he agreed to come on the show, John and I. And uh, John is going to take uh, an interesting position. <laughs> uh, I'm, so, gonna, uh, I'm just uh, going to be
1: uh, a, a very polite host, Robert. I'm going to
0: you do the lead. Awesome. All right, everybody. Listen, we think it's been a great show. I hope, or at least I hope John does. We'll catch you the next time. John, why don't you take us off one.
1: See you later, folks.